In today's show, we got a lot to cover, including the five things to watch out for in the Bitcoin market this week. That's right. I'm going to be breaking this down for you, including crypto analyst Mikhail Van Pop. Bitcoin still stuck in this range. Coming week is a large one with all the events, which almost makes it inevitable that we'll break out of the range. Including on-chain analyst William Clemente, a new all-time high, 78% of the Bitcoin supply has not moved in the last six months. Pretty remarkable in the face of the worst macroeconomic backdrop in recent history, geopolitical uncertainty, and World War III fears. There is a group of seriously convicted hodlers out there. That's right. And quitting plan B. Yes, macro inflation war. But the next Bitcoin having is coming. And in my opinion, it will again pump BTC. Send it. Also in today's show, I'm going to be sharing with you how ZZ Xiangping Zhao built Binance and became the richest person in crypto. That's right. He first came across Bitcoin in 2013 and it was a bit hard or he was bit extremely hard, you can say, by the Bitcoin bug, which led him to sell his house in Shanghai and go all in. Also in today's show, crypto analyst who called the 2022 Bitcoin crash predicts an imminent rally ahead for Bitcoin, Ethereum, and issues an alert. DaxRP hodlers quitting crypto capo here. All I see is a lot of shorts that should be squeezed. Shorting support is not a good idea. Send it to 21,000 and then nuke it to 14K. And he also shares that the price action is looking bullish. Heat maps looking bullish. It's time. Let's go. Also in today's show, crypto whales and key Bitcoin stakeholders are aggressively accumulating Bitcoin at around 20,000. According to quant analysts, quoting them here, whales are accumulating Bitcoin in Binance. Since Bitcoin price hit the 20,000 level, Binance's spot trading volume dominance skyrocketed and it's now 84%. The second biggest is Coinbase at 9%. Not sure whether these whales are institutions using prime brokers or crypto OGs for now. Also in today's show, we'll be discussing the latest with Ripple versus the SEC and what's next for the lawsuit. Also be discussing the mind-blowing reason why Bitcoin could eventually reach a $1 million price per BTC. That's right. Back in April, legendary investor Kathy Wood of ARK Invest turned heads in the crypto world with a breathtaking Bitcoin price prediction of $1 million for the king crypto. And that, of course, was before the market meltdown. And now six months later, ARK Invest reiterated its $1 million price target for Bitcoin. I'll be breaking this down for you. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. So I want to welcome everyone just tuning in to today's episode of Crypto News Alerts. I'm your host, JV, and this is podcast episode number 1084 of the Crypto News Alerts pod. Welcome everyone just joining. And without further ado, let's dive right into today's market watch and check out the overall crypto market. Checking it out here on Coin360, you see Bitcoin barely in the green, up almost a half a percent for the day, maintaining just above 19,300. We have seemed to have been stuck in this range between 18 and 22,000 for quite some time, and many analysts are expecting a breakout, whether to the upside or downside, but anticipating something to happen soon. You can see Ether up 2% for the day, up trading just above $1,343, while Binance Coin, Solana, Polkadot, and Avalanche, as you can see, are all pumping. Now, the big pumper for the day is Polygon slash Matic, up about 7%, trading at 89 and a half cents. And checking out uh, 
coin or coinmarketcap.com. Let's get the most recent refresh. You can see the market cap sitting at 929 billion with 61 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with the Bitcoin dominance at 39.8% with the Ether dominance on the decline at 17.6% and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past 24 hours. You can see Clayton up about 18% trading just under 19 cents followed by Lido Dow up 7.5% trading at $1.56 followed by Chili's up 8.5% trading just under 20 cents and i'd love to know which altcoins are you currently most bullish on during this time you can also see uh kava and polygon and ave also pumping along with quant and elron for the day and checking out the top 100 cryptocurrency gainers for the past week you can see ultimately a sea of red for the altcoins as many of them have had major losses in the past week with a handful in the green including clay up 32 percent we got apt up 13.6 percent we got Hobby token up 13.7% and ton up 12.4%. And checking out one of my favorite indicators is the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. Shows we're currently rated at 22 in Extreme Fear. Yesterday was a 23, last week a 20, and last month a 24 in Extreme Fear. And we have been stuck in Extreme Fear and Fear for the bulk of 2022. And if you're not familiar with the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, Extreme Fear can be a sign. Investors are too worried. That could be a great buying opportunity, aka BTFD, buy that freaking dip. And when investors are getting too greedy that means the market is due for a correction so there you have it there's an overlook at the current crypto market let me know if you are currently short-term bullish or bearish on crypto overall as many are anticipating a breakout whether to the upside or downside here soon as we've had a lot of sideways price action as of late to say uh, the least and with that being shared let's dive in to some bitcoin technical analysis and break down the overall market of what's happening within btc the king crypto itself here we go the five things to watch out for in the bitcoin market this week number one the highest weekly close since early september that's right bitcoin offers some interesting price behavior into the october 23rd weekly close with bitcoin seeing its largest green hourly candle in days before topping out at 19,700. We got so close to that critical psychological $20,000 resistance. Now a retracement was ready in progress at the close, which nonetheless managed to become Bitcoin's highest since early September at around 19,580, according to data from Cointelegraph Markets Pro. In TradingView, which you can see here in the Bitcoin, one-week candle chart. Now optimism accompanied the move, which by October 24th had dissipated to leave Bitcoin more or less where it had been before. And for crypto analyst Mikhail Vende Pop, he says Bitcoin is still stuck in this range, and he told uh, Crypto Twitter uh, the following, Bitcoin coming this week will be a large one with all the events, which almost makes it inevitable, will break out to the to the, uh, break out of the range. I am watching this final resistance. It needs to break and then the party can start. Well, party time, let's go. In order to book data, told a similar story, analyzing trader behavior on major exchange Binance. We have a contributor to the on-chain analytics platform, CryptoQuant, who flag whales draining liquidity from the established price corridor. Quitting them here, liquidity from the range has been removed or at least significantly reduced. He summarized, adding that whales between $100,000 and $1 million are selling down. And now, let's break down the second thing to watch out for in the Bitcoin market this week. That is the Fed, the ECB in focus and run up 
to rate hike decision. That's right. We're talking about the European Central Bank as well as the Federal Reserve. Vande Pop's promise of a large week in terms of macroeconomic events will likely bear fruit on October 28th, which is what, four more days with the release of the United States CPE index for September. And while traditionally not as impactful to the crypto markets as the CPI, PCE nonetheless comes at a critical point this time around. The week after, we'll see the Federal Reserve meeting to decide on interest rate hikes based on specific data input puts, including PCE and CPI. Uh, quoting them here, the average Bitcoin bear market lasts 12 and a half months. This is called the golden bull cycle ratio. Hopeful developer James Bull commented over the weekend, we are now at the 11 month and the Fed is considering to stop the hiking of interest rates, which you can see here in this Bitcoin price cycle comparison chart. Now, summarizing expectations from the Fed, we have Charlie Biello, founder of CEO of Compound Capital Advisors. He confirmed that 75 basis points were not tipped to make reappearance after early November, quoting him here, rate cuts start in December 2023, continue in 2024, he added, and the CME's group's FedWatch tool had a chance of 75 basis points in November at 90.5% at the time of this recording. And now for the third thing to watch out for in the Bitcoin market this week, that's ripping hash rate leads to Russia questions. That's right, back to within the Bitcoin uh, market. Uh, price action and a sense of unease brewing over network fundamentals and the health of the mining sector. A look at the data offers unusual yet not entirely welcome conclusions that the hash rate may be at an all-time high, but the growth is likely unstable and will cost come at a cost. Uh, quoting them here, Bitcoin hash rate is absolutely ripping, says Will Clemente, the on-chain analyst. And he also says that thinking about this entirety of the entities is that what it feels of it advantage. My pad, let me requote this. Thinking about who this entity is that feels that it's at an advantageous to mine with Bitcoin price on 70%, energy prices high and hash price at all-time lows. Wonder if it's a large player with excess energy or access to dirt cheap energy. And with that in mind, commentator arrived at an unusual conclusion saying, guys, it is Russia. Russia is where the hash rate is going. He argued manufacturers have admitted to selling more ASICs to Russia than the U.S. recently. And guess what happens when you blow up pipelines and bottleneck energy? Bitcoin fixes it. And now for our fourth factor to be on the lookout this week in the Bitcoin market, that's the supply and loss surges. That's right. If miners have yet to delve into the world of capitulation, it is already here for the average Bitcoin hodler, one analytics entity believes. Looking at the data covering the Bitcoin supply at a loss, trading resource, game of trades, concluded that the bear market pain had already entered. Quitting him here, capitulations is here. He summarized Bitcoin total supply and 30-day moving average and loss is now at its second highest level ever. In an accompanying chart, which you can see here from on-chain analytics firm Glassnode, put the in-loss tally at over 8 million. BTC, like whoa, and responses highlighted that the figure is lower if using the circulating supply. Game of Trades also acknowledged that the June lows of 17,600 still constituted the main capitulation event. The supply issue is becoming more precedent. Glassnode also confirms that the amount of the Bitcoin supply is now dormant for at least five years and is now higher than ever at 25.47%. And as Will Clemente points out here, 78% of the Bitcoin supply has not moved in the last 
six months, where my Bitcoin hodler is at. Make some noise in the comments below. Now for the fifth and final factor to keep your eyes out on this week in the Bitcoin market. What? October. Little interest remains in October, which by comparison has failed to deliver versus October of last year. At the current prices, Bitcoin is just 0.36% away from the start of the month, an expression of just how non-volatile Bitcoin has become, right? Data from uh, analytics resource Coinglass shows that October 2022 is the flattest October on record percentage-wise in a shadow of last year, which delivered 40% gains. That's right. October hasn't been quite what we were expecting compared to last year, right? Those hoping for a dramatic turnaround in November have their work cut out. Last year saw an all-time high, but the month ultimately closed with Bitcoin down 7.1%. Now, 2020, on the other hand, two years ago, saw Bitcoin add 43% in November, with the crown belonging to 2017's 53.5% increase. So there you have it. And quitting plan B, creator of the Bitcoin stock, the flow model, he updates us here. Yes, macro inflation war, but the next Bitcoin having is coming. And in my opinion, it'll pump Bitcoin again. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the quant analysts. Also like to point out that the Bitcoin stock, the flow model is predicting a six figure Bitcoin price between 2024 and 2025, which is the time of the next having. I'm pretty optimistic about the next having as the having is the four-year cycle, which always jumpstarts the next uh, Bitcoin bull market cycle. And I don't expect this time to be any different as far as repeating another four-year cyclical cycle for the King Crypto. With that being shared, now let's break down something very fascinating. We're going to be discussing the richest man in crypto. Can you guess who it is? That's right. It's CZ, the Binance CEO. And uh, this is how he got his stardom and how he came up to become the richest man in crypto. Here we go. And shout out to CZ, by the way. I like him um, as the CEO of Binance. He is the founder and CEO of the global currency uh, crypto exchange Binance, one of the most influential crypto personalities today. But his story is a true rag to riches one. That's right. Many of you didn't know this. CZ was born in a village in Jiangsu, Shanghai, and his family migrated to Vancouver, Canada. Canada in the 80s when he was just 12 years old. He studied computer science, engineering in college, and spent the next few years building trading systems for popular exchanges such as the Tokyo Stock Exchange and Bloomberg Tradebook. Now, CZ left his lucrative job back in 2005 to start his own venture and move back to Shanghai. And in 2013, Eight years after eight years of building his company, CZ finally came across Bitcoin. So this is when he first discovered Bitcoin in 2013, which changed everything for him. Also, like to point out, we have other Bitcoin OGs such as Max Kaiser and Stacey Herbert. They came across Bitcoin in 2011 and started telling people to buy it via the Kaiser report. Now, the Bitcoin bug bit CZ hard, and he went all in on the nascent digital currency in 2014, selling his house and buying Bitcoin at an average price of $600 per coin. Kudos to him. Bitcoin price fell soon after and crashed to $200, and he lost, what is that, uh, three times his net worth. But CZ's belief in the tech helped him hodl through the bear market, and after two years, the price jumped back up. He got a hodl. CZ started his own crypto venture nearly four years later after coming across Bitcoin, launching Binance in July of 2017, which is now the largest crypto exchange in the world. And this was at the peak of the initial coin offering era. How many of you remember that? And five years later today, Binance is one of the leading global crypto exchanges in terms of trading volume daily.
Bailey. And if you want to check out CZ's entire story, uh, be sure to check the show notes below the video in the description to watch this video entitled How CZ Built Binance and Became the Richest in Crypto. And what are your thoughts surrounding CZ as the Binance CEO? Do you think he is a good CEO in comparison to the other CEOs out there? Like uh, Coinbase is the largest crypto exchange in the United States. We've got Brian Armstrong. Then we have FTX, which came out of nowhere. They started buying up all these other uh, companies. Uh, we got Sam Bankman Freed as the CEO over there. But let me know in comparison to the other CEOs and exchanges, what are your thoughts regarding Binance? Are you a fan? Are you not a fan? I'll let your boy in the comments below. And with that being shared, now let's break down what the crypto whales are doing because I like to commonly say, don't listen to what people say, but watch what they do. And especially watch the smart money because the smart money are the crypto whales. So with that being shared, here we go. Uh, Boom, 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 boom. Okay, so a closely followed quant analyst says that two major Bitcoin stakeholders are heavily accumulating Bitcoin at the current levels. Despite the recent market conditions, we got uh, Ki Youngju, the head of analytics firm CryptoQuant. He tells his 300,000 uh, Twitter followers that the whales are accumulating Bitcoin in uh, Binance. That's right. Quoting him here, since Bitcoin price hit the 20,000 level, Binance's spot trading volume dominance skyrocketed and it's now 84%. The second biggest is Coinbase at 9%. Not sure whether these whales are institutions using prime brokers or crypto original gangsters for now. And he shares this chart, which shows you the difference. Now, he also highlights the Bitcoin spot trading volume has surged across all the exchanges in the last six months, indicating that there is sufficient demand to absorb the intense selling pressure. Quoting him here, Bitcoin spot trading volume for all the exchanges increased 20x over the past six months. Like, whoa, the volume renewed a new year high last month, but not much changed in the daily close price, indicating someone is still buying all the sell side uh, liquidity. And the CryptoQuant CEO also notes that the whales have taken over the Bitcoin futures market. As he shares here, Bitcoin futures traders are now mostly whales. The average amount of Bitcoin deposits, derivative exchanges from other exchanges, is relatively big, a five-year high. And based on the quant analysis chart, it appears that Bitcoin tends to bottom out when the whales dominate the futures market. That's right. And looking at another crucial Bitcoin stakeholder, he says the Bitcoin miners are extremely bullish now on the largest crypto by market cap, as he shares here. Hash rate to mining revenue ratio hit an all-time high, meaning they keep investing in infrastructure despite very small Bitcoin mining revenue. Historically, miners were underwater in the short term, but never failed in the long term, as shared here. So there you have it. Follow the money, follow the smart money, I should say, and follow the whales as the whale activity speaks volumes uh, to say the least with that being shared now let's break down our next story of the day and discuss the latest developments with xrp versus the sec which has been an ongoing struggle to say the least the legal battle between ripple labs and the sec is taking major steps towards a final ruling after almost two years now that's right this all began at the end of uh, december of 2020 as bitcoinist reported ripple labs already published its brief rejecting a summary judgment on Friday. And shortly thereafter, the SEC followed suit with the judicial advers adversary. Both briefs are only slightly redacted. They were supposed to be published on Monday, but were filed ahead of schedule. Now, the SEC's brief states that their opponents implicitly concedes that they do not pass the Howey test, the test invented by the defendants, while creative has no basis in law. And in addition, Ripple is relying on testimony from its own experts who are, however, excluded because they 
are concerned. Now, initial reactions in the XRP community say that the SEC's arguments are once again very weak. We got Jeremy Hogan, a popular advocate from the XRP community, who stated via Twitter, I was surprised how weak the SEC was on the post-sale obligation issue. I feel like I must be missing something. And an anonymous lawyer from the community commented that the SEC is arguing that the Howey test is flexible and adaptable, and thus saying that Ripple is misreading the Howey test. And in addition, the SEC is accusing Ripple of taking a lot of arguments out of context. For this, the agency is using a lot of rhetoric with words like extremist argument, radical proposition, far-fetched theories, and reactionary argument. This, according to the lawyer, shows a sign of weakness in the legal argument. In his opinion, there are only two points with which the SEC can conceive. The first weakness relates to Ripple's definition of the term scheme. As shared here, the Ripple argument is that transaction or scheme merely conveys that a court should look to the broader context in which the instrument is grounded. The SEC points out that Ripple cites no case that holds this to be the case. And second, the SEC points out that Section 5 of the Securities Act prohibits unregistered offers, not just sales, and that until after or an offer has been accepted, consideration has been paid, it is not contract and under common law. As shared here, the argument that prohibition of offers would not have been included if Section 5 was only concerned with legally enforceable contracts has some force, the lawyer says, and each party now will have until November 15th what is today, October 24th, that gives them about three weeks to respond to these filings. The publication of these documents is expected to take place on November 21st. And in the meantime, all eyes on lawyer John Deaton and the XRP hodlers involved in the case. Deaton referenced once the submitted exhibits and noted that 3,000 affidavits were submitted by XRP hodlers. And as Deaton wrote, these XRP hodlers could appear in the case and make their voice heard. As shared here on Crypto Twitter, Exhibit 167, XRP hold make the appearance in this case. Everyone that took the time to sign an affidavit and fight back, look at you now. So there you have it. And after rising from 31 cents to a high of 55 cents in mid-September, the XRP price is currently in a consolidation phase. A retest of the 200-day moving average does not seem impossible, while XRP investors may wait for more bullish signals from the legal battle. And checking out the current XRP price as per the, uh, the latest charts here on Coin360, you can see XRP currently barely in the green for the day and trading just under 46 cents. But what are your thoughts surrounding this lawsuit? Do you feel that will likely be wrapped up anytime soon before the end of the year? As their own boss of XRP, the CEO himself, Brad Garlinghouse, has said he expects and anticipates this lawsuit to wrap up before the end of the year within the next couple of months. However, he also said he would not be surprised if it takes mid next year before this all gets resolved. But how many of you are bullish on the outlook for XRP versus the SRC? Uh, versus the SEC, let me know in the comments right down below. With that being shared, now let's break down our next story of the day and discuss an imminent rally ahead for the King Crypto, especially consider some other uh, cryptocurrencies as well. And let's uh, break this down, shall we? This is uh, Crypto Capo. He accurately called Bitcoin's collapse earlier this year. He says rallies are in sight for both Bitcoin and Ethereum. That's right. The synonymous analyst known as Crypto Capo tells his half a million Twitter followers that it's time for Bitcoin to make a move as he believes crypto bears are providing the fuel for the rally. As he shares here, price action looking bullish, heat maps looking bullish. All I see is a lot of shorts and that should be squeezed. Shorting support is not a good idea. Send it to 21,000. 
as you can see in this chart, it shows you a potential local bottom, a Bitcoin bottoming out at 14,000 before nuking back up to 21K. Now a short squeeze happens when traders who borrow units of an asset at a certain price in hopes of selling them from a lower price to pocket the difference are forced to buy assets back as the trade moves against their bias. Now data from market analytics firm Coinglass shows that traders have accumulated 3.6 billion worth of short positions in the last 24 hours at the time of this recording. And currently Bitcoin is swapping hands at just around 19,400, up just about 1% for the day. And looking towards Ethereum, the crypto analyst believes that ETH is gearing up for a rally above 1400, a price level which he says has untapped liquidity, as he shares here along with this chart, liquidity game. And it shows you Ethereum potentially dropping all the way down to $1,100. Now, traders often look for areas of high liquidity as they believe that investors with large positions will influence the price to move towards that area to easily find buyers or sellers. And at this time, Ethereum is trading just above $1,300. So a 3.9% increase on the day. And as for XRP, Kappa warns that the sixth largest crypto by market cap is likely poised for a steep correction towards his target of 17 cents. As he shares here in this chart, XRP main scenario, and you can see XRP crashing all the way down to 17 cents. Now, how many of you agree versus disagree with this crypto analyst regarding the price action for the short term for XRP, Ethereum, and Bitcoin? Let me know in the comments right down below. With that being shared, again, I want to welcome everyone just tuning in live to today's episode of Crypto News Alerts. I'm your host, JV. Today is October 24th, and this is podcast episode number 1084 of the Crypto News Alerts pod. But now for the moment you have all been waiting for, and that is this $1 million Bitcoin price prediction from ARK Invest, Kathy Wood. She originally came out earlier this year, before the big decline in the market, before the major crash. And she went out on a limb to say, I predict a $1 million Bitcoin price for the King Crypto by 2030. And then we had the major crash, the contagion in the crypto markets. Uh, Bitcoin lost tens of thousands of dollars to liquidity. But guess what? She has come out more recently with ARK Invest and says she is standing by her $1 million Bitcoin price uh, prediction. So let's uh, break this down, shall we? Back in April, the legendary investor, Kathy Wood, shout out to Kathy Wood of ARK Invest, turned heads in the crypto world. As I mentioned, she went out and predicted a $1 million price target for the King Crypto. And more recently, she is sticking by her $1 million price target and even says that uh, due to Bitcoin's future use cases, Bitcoin's going to have a market cap of $28 trillion, which is going to take the Bitcoin price to $1 million per BTC. Now, keeping in mind, checking out the current uh, Bitcoin market cap, I think we're sitting at like, what, $350 billion? Let's check it out on CoinMarket cap here. We're currently sitting at 370 billion. So you can see she's projecting a very substantial rise in the crypto market cap of $28 trillion. Now, what's truly mind-blowing is how she arrived at that $28 trillion market cap figure by adding a new use case for Bitcoin as an insurance policy against arbitrary asset seizure. That's right. This most likely refers to the concerns that many libertarian backers of Bitcoin have about governments in general. And she makes a great point as Bitcoin is unconfiscatable. ARK Invest seems to be implying that people could choose to invest in Bitcoin as a way to protect their savings from government confiscation. Mind-blown. That's right, especially with what just happened with Kanye West and uh, JP Morgan Chase saying they're going to freeze his account with $140 million in it if he doesn't remove his money from the bank. And Kanye even said, if they're treating me like that, how are they treating the rest of y'all? And they make a great point. Now, in the years past, arbitrary asset seizure was something that only happened in dystopian novels like George Ott. 
Orwell's 1984, unless there were criminal activity or wrongdoing involved, governments wouldn't simply take your money. But guess what? Considering what's happening now in Western society, we are very quickly moving from deplatforming to debanking people based on their views. Now, emboldened by the efforts of big tech social media companies to ban, censor, and deplatform people who have certain views or opinions, it now looks like financial services companies are starting to roll down the same slippery slope as well. And another man is the top G, Andrew Tate. They banned him all across social media. They froze his bank accounts, his merchant accounts, so he can no longer accept funds. So if he didn't have Bitcoin, he'd have no sovereignty. That's why it's so important. And as I mentioned earlier, just look at what's happening now with Kanye West. JP Morgan Chase is now looking to sever its relationship with Ye based on the problematic, uh, highly offering things he said online in the public. And in the same way, we got PayPal, the giant uh, service. I think the largest, uh, obviously, in the world, they uh, threatened to find customers $2,500 every time they spread misinformation online. And to its credit, PayPal immediately walked uh, this back and apologized as they know they messed up. Now, Bitcoin versus censorship. In a recent Blo uh, Bloomberg TV interview, ARK Invest specifically noted that Bitcoin is censorship resistant. That's right. This implies that investing in Bitcoin allows you to say certain things, even if they violate the terms of service of a particular platform, because there is no fear of censorship. That's right. That's what makes crypto or especially Bitcoin so valuable. ARK Invest also noted that Bitcoin is non-sovereign, meaning that a sovereign government will never be able to peek inside your crypto wallet and see what you have inside. You know, just in case they don't like what you're saying about them online. We saw this scenario in Canada earlier this year when Trudeau, uh, the government, attempted to freeze the bank accounts of anyone aiding to the trucker's convoy in Ottawa. Now, the easiest way to silence opposition, apparently, is to debank it, right? And from this perspective, Bitcoin could be be, uh, be a way to circumvent the current system and keep your assets safe from seizure. I think that is a great point. Now for the third use case, the three pillars of the Bitcoin valuation. Of course, the team at ARK Invest is not suggesting that this fear of censorship and asset seizure is the only reason that supports a $1 million price for the King Crypto. As a crypto analyst for the firm said on Bloomberg TV interview that the use cases for Bitcoin are addictive. You can stack them on top of each other and arrive at a final valuation. The primary use case for Bitcoin is as a digital store value, similar to gold. The second use for Bitcoin is as a payment and settlement network. And the insurance policy against arbitrary asset seizure is the third and final use case. Now, a $1 million Bitcoin price might sound absurd and fantastical, but if society keeps trying to debank people it doesn't approve of, it might not sound so outlandish and so far-fetched in the years to come, right? And at that point, the only people who will be able to say what they really think and feel might be the people who were persistent enough to move their money from fiat into crypto, and they make a great point. So let me know if you agree or disagree with this insight and analysis from ARK Invest is Kathy Wood. I think asset seizure is a great use case, especially during today's troubling times in the world with such geopolitical tension and such power from big tech and corrupt governments. I feel the greatest way to keep your sovereignty and keep your free speech is to stack sats right now. That's a given. Let me know if you agree or disagree in the comments right down below. And now for the top three comments from yesterday's episode before I break down into today's live Q&A. And I also want to point out that the live Q&A is specifically only for those attending live and will be edited out of the replay. However, now for the top three comments from yesterday's episode, Digital Gravity wrote, JV, you're doing pretty well with the live show. Keep up the good work. And also shared a suggestion. Some crypto channels separate out the main 
news from the Q&A. And he also says that the people looking for the news can get it quickly and those who want the Q&A can click to the second vid. Shouldn't take too much of your time. Also, I think reading the three best comments should stay with the main video, just my two. Satoshis, I think you make a great point, Digital Gravity. So as of today, the top three comments are mentioned in the episode and will be kept in the replay so you guys can get your clout as I appreciate the comments. The next featured comment comes from Leah Castle. Kathy Wood was standing up in front of the line when God was handing out brains. I follow her advice and look forward to a great future. You make a great point. I have nothing but the utmost respect for Kathy Wood of ARK Invest as well, and I concur with what you said. And now for the third and final featured comment from yesterday's episode, Pichu wrote, my expectation is we will bottom in November. The Fed will capitulate or there will be a new Congress who will make the Fed cut rates. Inflation be damned. Move sideways in 2023 until the halving blow off top in 2024, then 90% decline in 2025. 